0: Hello, my name is Tony Speaks, and I manage the Lifestyle Branding Podcast, Becoming Disciplined. This week, we have the honor and privilege of interviewing Money Smart Guy, Matt Sapaola. Matt is a combat veteran who served in the Marine Corps, and now he's an insurance rock star. Matt has made a fortune in the PHP agency and has a strong internet following where he teaches Money Smart Principles. So this week, check out Matt Sapaola, the Money Smart Guy on Becoming Disciplined. The Trump administration says the daily
1: number of deaths caused by the coronavirus may double by June
2: 1st. You have case rates now, they're going to go up. I woke up
3: waiting. We all are. Waiting for that check to come in. Waiting to see loved ones. Waiting to get back to work. Waiting to make sense of the world standing still. Waiting for life to start up again. I'm I'm not okay waiting. I'm not okay being told what to do. I'm not okay feeling that I'm isolated and powerless. Not a time where you can do anything. Talk to anyone and still be what you always wanted to be. Not when it's a perfect time to reinvent ourselves. Each day still has 24 hours. Still full of moments that can change everything. When you have nothing, imagine what you could do and who you could be. We have to keep moving forward. We need to tell ourselves that this is a new beginning, that this is a new normal. We need to inspire others to know that they can do it as well. We live in a time where you can work from anywhere, where you can still make the life you always wanted. Do it for your future and the next generations to come.
0: Today on Becoming Discipline, we interviewed Mr. Matt Sopalo. Matt, welcome to Becoming Discipline. Hey, let's do it. Let's get disciplined, baby. All righty, all righty, all righty. We are so honored to have you. But Matt, before you educate us and share your testimony, I think it's good for my audience to be, to be aware of your context, the beginning of your story. Matt, where did you grow up?
2: Grew up here in Chicago. Our family immigrated here from Chicago. I was the first generation born in Chicago. Uh, so that means if I'm Filipino immigrant to sh- Chicago, that means my mother's a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, anyway, make a long story short, the, the, the biggest success story you can have in my neighborhood, which is the Berwyn Cicero Sticky neighborhood here in Chicago,
0: which is graduating high school. If okay. you did that,
2: you're, you're somebody you can work for okay. the unions. You can do something. And, uh, that's where my life started.
0: Okay. All right. Sounds similar to, uh, when I grew up in Fayetteville, North Carolina myself. So uh, now. Uh, when did you discover that you were an entrepreneur? Well, like, When did that hit you? Like, oh, man, this is what I was made for. If
2: I look back on it, I wasn't realizing it then, but I realized it when I was in the Marine Corps because I'd always want to volunteer for the Marine of the Quarter Board, the, the non-commissioned officer of the Quarter Board because say, hey, hey, say, hey, gents, we're looking to nominate somebody for these things. And I and didn't realize that by putting myself out there because I wanted an extra pay raise, I wanted a promotion, right? Mm-hmm. I just I just wanted that. I didn't realize that that was DNA to becoming an entrepreneur. And then when I left the military and I'm on 100% commission, 100% I mean me myself and I, no more military paycheck, then I realized, yep, I can stomach this. I can do this. It was rough, you know, but uh, that's when you get closer to God, right?
0: <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. you. Yeah.
2: Now as a kid did you participate in sports? I did. I was uh, I mean it was football, basketball, the whole thing and and uh I grew up in the 80s and 90s, so I grew up during the Chicago, 1985 Chicago Bears. Oh, wow. And and, uh, the early years of Michael Jordan. So, for sure, football and basketball were my thing.
0: Uh, I remember that. I remember the Super Bowl shuffle. That was was the first rap I experienced right there.
2: (laughs) Tony, you're dating yourself.
0: That's right. That's right. (laughs) Now, do you think entrepreneurs, are they made or born? Because I know you train a lot of young people. Uh, but everyone doesn't reach the level of Patrick David or Matt Paula. Do you think they're made or born?
2: Yeah, I think they're developed. Okay. I think they're developed because I, th- I think that there is the natural inherentness of competition, of, of you know, the strong will survive. I want a better life. I need to be, uh, you know, that, that needs to be cultivated. Developed. I think I think it's naturally, we're born with that, but unless it's developed, you know, they're they're never created. So... <laughs> So they have to be developed. You don't just pop out the womb saying, "Okay, I'm going to go to Bismarck myself," and and not, you know, and have have very large amount of difficulty. I think uh, environment has to do a lot with it. Mentorship has a lot to do with it. So, so I think they're developed.
0: Now, here's the reason why I'm asking this next question. I'm trying to find out what you know. How does a Matt Sapola or, or Patrick McDavid? How are they designed? How are they made? That's the question. Now, so when you were a child, who was someone that inspired you with their level of discipline?
2: uh Probably at that when I when I was a child, probably my coaches, you know, even my dad. Even though even though I have a very funny relationship with my dad, he's he's present in my life but absent for a lot of things. Okay. But what I do remember of me growing up was he was very disciplined. You know, so matter of fact, one of my first conversations I had because you know at Marine Corps boot camp, you know you don't talk to anybody for two weeks. I'm talking, sorry, two months. And my first conversation when it was when I was on mess duty. In one of the chefs, he said, one of the cooks, not chef, cook, there ain't no, there ain't no military chefs. there's military <laughs> cooks. You're not, not chef nothing in the military. And he goes, you want to make a phone call? There's a payphone right there. Go, go call whoever you want to call. And I remember calling my dad. I said, hey, dad, listen, man, thank you for shaking me up every Saturday morning to clean the house. Mm. There's military stuff. This is easy.
0: <laughs> this is easy, man. You know? Now, now, what kicked your butt more in the Marine Corps was it the physical, the emotional, or was it all the regs you had to memorize? What what was the biggest butt kick?
2: Getting along with people, mm. because uh, in, in the Marine Corps, sure, it's teamwork, but not everybody's pulling the same way. There's still a lot of individuals, and you know, uh, I remember one time this this kid looked right, right at me and said, "This is the first time in my entire life I've never seen somebody that's not white." Wow! He literally told me that right wow. like, he's like looking at me like well, what the heck you doing?" yeah and so so it's just getting people to do what you want because in your mind hey man i want to accomplish things i want to kick some tail but then there's some stragglers
1: mm-hmm. that
2: give a crap so right. how do you motivate somebody that's not motivated how do you get them to buy into teamwork and you know because anything i want to be a part of i know i want to do well at it but you're holding me down so how do i get that guy to 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 want to change? So that's probably the thing that kicked my butt the most. Now, you had
0: a lot of tough deployments. What was your toughest deployment?
2: I I think the one where we hit Somalia. uh, Mm -hmm. That was the toughest one um, because that was supposed to be a peacekeeping mission. And uh, that turned, you know, so, you know, it was supposed to be a peacekeeping mission. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, that was Operation Restore Hope. And uh, probably the most difficult thing for me on that one was to see, sadly, as we deliver food, as we're helping the people, once the food and medicines are delivered. And we're flying away that or, or we see the u n drop it and we're just doing circles just to make sure that the u n was secured as they took off because we had to protect them, we'd see the warlords um bully everybody, gun down people to control the food and the medicine so the hardest part for me was holding back on the trigger because wow. you, know, you, you want to protect you want to protect the innocent and right. so and and just to see the condition of people over there, you know. Man, we got a great in America, man. Amen. You know, um, because I remember they were teaching us not to, gra- if we're going to restrain them, to not grab them, to, you know, like you know when you are restrained by the arm, right. to not grab, yank them because you can dislocate their shoulder that easily. Right. Because you know they haven't eaten in years and they've been malnutrition probably since the day they were born. Mm. And um, you know, just seeing people in that condition, you know, sk- kids, skinny kids, uh, uh, barely, but their stomachs are all bloated out to here. It was probably hard for it was, probably, it was it was very difficult for me to, to see that type of stuff, but uh, you know, and that that was my first that was my first you know exposure to combat. That was my first it's supposed to, again it's supposed to be a peacekeeping mission, right? My first exposure to combat is my first exposure to seeing seeing bodies maimed and uh, and, and having to put them on, on uh, put them on the litters and, and bring them back and put them in the uh, put them back in the navy ship and have the remains be in the uh, the refrigerator. That's mm-hmm. kind of a weird. weird thing.
0: That's tough. Now, uh, did you ever get a chance to see that movie, Black Hawk Down? And if you did, how realistic was it? Was
2: yeah. Pretty- yeah, so that was after we left. Uh, that's when the Army, because when Marines came in, we left it to the Army, and then the Army took over, over from there. But, um, yeah, yeah, for the most part, I, I thought it was, it was spot on. Um, it it just, just shows how bureaucratic things got, and that I can definitely relate with and how political and how bureaucratic things get instead of just taking action and just do what we're trained to do. You know, sure. yeah, it, the common sense things that you're supposed to do are held back because of politics and bureaucrats, mm. and and they want to look at things as dots. But you and I are boots on the ground, right? You know, we're we're not a video game. That's right. And maybe, you know, there's a there's that disconnect there, and so uh, you know, so that you know that you know that movie. You know, I can't say you know the actual operation because I wasn't there, but but I, you know, I really appreciated that movie a lot. Awesome, awesome.
0: Now, uh, many Marines. This is this next video. This next portion of the video is for that Marine who's getting out, and they're going to okay. the training, and, and and they're they're making that transition. I forgot the name of the training, but uh, many Marines leave the Marine Corps with the same training and similar experiences as as Matt Sappalo, yet they experience a different reality as a civilian. The transition is really tough for some. So for that young Marine who's just getting out today. What was the difference for Matt? What did you think that that you did differently that when you got out that others didn't? You know they haven't quite been able to make that transition. And what advice can we give that young Marine getting out so that they can that they can reach the same levels of success that you've reached?
2: I focused on what I can do, what I can control, not what I've been through. Mm-hmm. And so and so I always make this analogy like if you're in a Humvee right and you're going forward but you spend your whole entire time in that driver's seat looking out the rear view mirror or looking at the side mirror and you're driving forward you know that's what dealing with ptsd that's what dealing with depression is all about you're you're going you're driving forward and you're looking at the side view mirror about what you've been through so this whole monster is still very big Mm. in that in in that side mirror in that rear view mirror Right. And so, of course, not only you're hurting yourself, but worse, you're hurting people around you. Sure. Versus shifting your position, your 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 vision and facing forward, because not only is that clear in the direction it goes, but the windshield is much bigger and brighter. Sure. Sure. I think I think sales and business and entrepreneurship forced me to look forward because if I wasn't looking forward, I'm not paying the bills, I'm not taking care of my kids. I was a single dad with three kids that depended upon me. I had zero time to be looking out that side mirror. And so I think that's what greatly helped me a lot. And I think a lot of our guys, brothers and sisters in the military, they'll deal with, you know, the transition also of, of, uh, what was me? Um, the platoons not around me. The first and the 15th aren't paying my bank account anymore. Um, it can be a very uh, anxious position. Um, but I, uh, my encouragement to you is that find something to, get you to hit the ground
0: running awesome awesome now i've seen in preparation for this interview i inter- i watched the interview with you and mr bet david on the stage and we have something in common we both married extremely well okay so we both, <laughs> we both got something in common it was it's hey, obvious it was very obvious that a huge component to your success is rooted and grounded in a decision that you made a decision to marry Machina. For the now this now we're trying to help the younger the younger people people that are watching this video for the young single guy yep that, that is listening to this video today how you know some of them have a lot of options there's a yep. lot of women out there yep how did you know that machina was the one how because that was probably the greatest employer you know that was the greatest decision that you've made, and how did you know that machina was the one because you know, in ministry, I can tell you I've worked with people, and and the decision that people make of who they choose as a spouse, it can it can send you in a lot of different directions. So how did you know she was the one?
2: And by the way, thank God for ministry because you know one of the areas that I greatly improved in my life post military was my faith. And uh, thank God for a minister. Thank God for a uh, a men's breakfast that exposed me to a gentleman named Rudy Ortiz. That broke down the Bible like I've never heard the Bible ever talk like that before. Because my my exposure to the church was I'd I'd walk past Catholic schools Mm. and and the the, you know the cathedrals and all all, all that Latin talk and hymns, and and that's all I'd hear about church. But when I heard the words spoken and broken down and apply to today's times, that that absolutely changed my life. Sure. And so I I think when I was younger. I dated and married because of flesh mm. looks. Right. And I think the reason why I picked Sheena the way I picked outside of her flesh, which is, right. I mean, she's obviously good looking. She's like, my, my wife's got my eyes till, you know, till this day. Uh, but it was character I was looking for, was character. And Proverbs 31 talks about a woman of noble character, but I also want to put it on the guys. just don't look for a woman of noble character. Check your character. You know, check right. out, check out. If your character because you can't, you can't expect somebody to have character and you have crappy character. Come on. So, right. you know, so and 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 what are you bringing to the table? Are, are you are you finding ways to provide? Are you looking to ways to cling? That's you right. know, so and vice versa. And 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 uh, and you know, Proverbs thirty one talks about a woman who's also willing to work, and mm. you know, not just sit home and chill. That's right. And so, and so it's, uh, I, I look, I look for a woman and, and then more importantly too, I wanted to find out when we run into a conflict, who does she call? Mm. Who, who showed that She cried.
1: That's awesome. That's
2: right. Good. Was that's it an good. ex? What was, what is it? Was another dude? Right. Right. Was it your girlfriend that doesn't like me? Right. right. Or was it a girlfriend that's jealous of you <laughs> that you have a good relationship that's trying to talk you out of it and, or, or are they defending me? So, so those are some of the protocols I wanted to find out before I continued the relationship because I think when I started dating her, I wanted to date her with intentionality, not because it
0: was just casual. Mm, that's good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, when you left the Marine Corps, why did you choose uh, insurance? What, what led you to insurance? Brother, it chose me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. So I'm coming out the military base, right? I'm looking for another career. And I run into a retired master sergeant. And he asked me three questions. He says, What are you going to do with the military? I said, I'm going to be a lifer. I'm going to do my 20. Right? And it says, well, well, do you like money? I'm like, Yep. He says, You like a lot of money? Yep, yep. We're not going to make a lot of money in the Marine Corps. <laughs> I said, And then he asked me the, 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 the stabbing question Do you know the rules? That, if you like money so much, do you know the rules of the money game? I said, Nope. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, Well, how do you like something you don't know it? It's a good point. And so, from there on, he seduced me and and, and uh, he, he invited me to his, he came by my house in base housing, showed me what he did. I I invested in getting licenses and went to his office in Anaheim, California. And, and from there on going forward, man, that's all I ever did. Um, I was thinking about real estate and in mortgages because that was another office right outside the military base I was gonna go into. Mm-hmm. Instead, I chose the insurance office because I asked one question, is who's gonna pay me the soonest? Mm-hmm. And and mortgages, 30, 60 days, insurance, one, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I did both, and sure enough, insurance paid me one or two weeks. I even forgot about the commission I made on mortgages because six you know, sixty days later, that's when it paid me. I'm like, I can't live off that. Yeah. I mean it's a nice commission, but I can't live off that my bills are every thirty days, not every sixty days. Right, right. So so that that's how that's how insurance chose me.
0: Sure. Oh, that's, that's good stuff. Now I face step backs on the entrepreneurial journey. Uh, You know, we, we, we opened a business, didn't work out like we wanted it to. And uh, I, you know, in preparation for this video, uh, you know, I watched, you know, 30 hours of PHP and you you all spoke about a rough patch that you all went through right before you joined PHP. Do you have any advice for the young entrepreneur who are listening regarding how to avoid those pitfalls and also advice regarding what do you do to recover? Yeah, so so you can't avoid
2: all pitfalls and all failures because pitfalls and failures are actually good for you because those those are moments that humble you and those are moments that teach you. But the the big ones to avoid are choosing the wrong. That's like choosing a wife, choosing the wrong person to do business with. Mm-hmm. I, I I have a story. I you know I picked the wrong person to do a radio show with here in Chicago. Come to find out, this guy was a hack. And this guy, was he hosted a real estate investing show, and he was taking people from listeners. I was doing the financial commentary on the show, but he was the one soliciting people to invest in his real estate deals. Anyway, make a long story short, he never invested in the deals. He kept the money for himself. And everybody in that show got sued, like me. And, and then I had to show my bank account. I had to show I never got paid to these guys. I just showed, I'm just, I'm just, a, talk, I'm just a talking head right. on a Saturday morning show. I never got paid for these guys. And I had to I had to disclose everything. Of course, I was I was, you know, not guilty of anything. But he was found guilty of everything. So that's a story on choosing the wrong partner. Vet them out. Make sure you choose the right person. They're grounded in the same morals and values and principles. And I would also venture to say that even more specific with inside the church, because hmm. there is a Christian publisher that ripped me off. There is there is a Christian uh, uh, armor bearer that ripped me off. There is a Christian. Um, Worship leader that ripped me off. that doesn't mean I stopped my relationship with the Lord, right? That just meant I didn't. I to be more pragmatic about the relationship I choose here on the earth. On earth, I still love the Lord. I just didn't get along with certain Christian brothers. And, uh, Christian brothers, I needed to be more selective on who to do business with, and not. And uh, of course, I wasn't blaming God for. It. I wasn't blaming the church. I made that decision. I wasn't the right steward because I wanted to. I wanted to make them something that they weren't willing to be and that's where i made my mistake
0: yeah we own some uh rental rental properties in in Fayetteville north carolina and a lot of those construction workers they have the cross on the side of the truck and uh they'll still rip you off <laughs> they'll still upcharge you and everything else so we know all about that now after that speed bump in the road you joined a company called php yeah. how was php different from other companies that you worked for well php
2: people helping people uh it's funny cause, um, my wife and I, we had a bunch of websites up. We're about to call which you know, f- insurance firm we we're going to uh, work with and for. And I said, hey, but what do you think of this company? I know this guy over there. What about this guy? I know that guy over there. Nah, nah, nah. First and foremost, we came across PHP, multicultural, mm-hmm. diverse. It looked like me and you. Mm-hmm. We're like, yep. Give them a call. Right? And, um, and you know, funny thing is 30 minutes prior, prior to looking at website, my wife was sitting in the, in, 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 on her knees in prayer. And that comes up, and I I make a phone call. I didn't know anybody at PHP. Thirty minutes later, the CEO founder Patrick David calls me, right? And uh, you know, after that, it was it was it was magic. You know, it was. Uh, and, and by the way, that was that was a very trying time in our life. You know, Tim. We we interviewed Tim Tebow, and he said, you know, your your setback is all the ammunition for a comeback. Amen. And uh, amen. Right? And that's what that that's was. Not- and and we chose php for its diversity. I asked if I can co-brand with the company, that I can create my own brand on top of the platform. Patrick with 100%. Knock yourself out. Um, they're diverse in its products and its offerings. Uh, we can build a platform where I can recruit and retain my best talent, versus losing them. That's what separated PHP Agency from from the rest. You know, I've been very, very extremely happy here. We we earn stock of the company. We're, we're we have a, we have, we have we're official shareholders of the company, and I'm the chief distribution officer here. So. Um, you know, I'm, I'm doing my part now to be a statesman and, and not only build my own brand, but also build up the rest of the company.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, um, you've got firsthand experience with the great Patrick but, uh, Bet David uh, for the young insurance man who is just starting off. He has a small office, a small insurance office. Uh, what what have you seen in patrick bet david that could help that young insurance guy what what attributes do they need to bring out that patrick bet david has that makes him a uh, distinct because obviously the proof is in the pudding you know whatever he's done he's he's doing he's doing, it, he's doing it well and so are you
2: yep now patrick calls himself he there's a fancy word it's called an autodidact you know self-learn self talk you know um, he's constantly consuming content can't remember the last time I was in Patrick's car and the radio was on. I can't remember the last time he was walking into the office and he wasn't listening to some podcast or some, some author on audiobook. So it's constantly just feeding boom, boom, boom. Some, sometimes, you know, people get involved in sales, they get involved in business, they get involved in insurance, and you think it's just going to land itself on your lap. It's not. You think success is going to naturally land itself on your lap. The only time work comes after success is in a dictionary. Right. You got to work first for a long time before success comes. And, and sadly, in this world, the natural tendency to instant gratification is so pre- uh, prevalent that people give up on themselves too soon. But you got you got to know that insurance has been around for 2000 years. Insurance has been around before Jesus. <laughs> right. It, it was in the Roman army right. that, that you retired from the Roman army. They paid you what they call an annuitatum, oh, wow. which which means annuity today, which really is a pension.
0: That's, that's good stuff. That is good stuff right there. Uh-huh. All right, all right. Now, speaking of, of insurance and sales, what habits or dis- I've got a buddy who he sells insurance. I mean, excuse me. He sells uh, he sells actually furniture in Texas. OK, so what habits or disciplines are needed to make a great salesperson?
2: I think initially it was what do you say? Mm-hmm. I think what you know, what, do you, what how, how do you pitch people? You know, these days, um, the last few years, I've reframed that to what do you ask? Because I've learned to filter out that I have an easier time selling to people that want to buy versus trying to sell trying to push up on somebody that wants to that, 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 that you want to reach into their pocket to buy your product and you give a you know you give a crap about who they are what they want. If you find out more people about what they want, you listen you ask questions, you listen to them, they'll tell you exactly what they need. And so I think sales is about knowing your product, knowing your service, knowing the problems that's out there who's trying to solve those problems because sales is you're supposed to make somebody's life better with your product or service not you know sales is not a win-lose situation sales is supposed to be win-win somebody's supposed to be feeling very happy what they just bought from you
0: Mm. now uh, what role you know as you know young people as they're coming and they're getting their money straight and they're trying to get their 401k filled and they're trying to do other things what role does being pro- properly insured serve in a disciplined life?
2: You know, it's the financial foundation to your home. You know, Tony, we just brought back 450 of our guys. We brought 450 of guys to Maui last week. This time last week we were in Maui. We were supposed to do this podcast last week. I realized I was supposed to be in Maui. And anyway, we took 450 guys. They were so, Mau- Maui was so happy to have 450 people stay at the Hyatt Regency because we literally reopened our economy. You know, food, excursions, activities, taxis, Uber, Lyft—they were just so happy to have us there. Millions of dollars are poured back into the country because we took our took our guys from mainland to mount But when you're looking at, you know, when you're looking at, you know, what 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 that translated to—we we we created jobs. You know, so your success is not only supposed to be a blessing to yourself, but it's supposed to be a blessing to, you know, to other people. So. I look at more than just sales or insurance for its initial product. I, I pay more attention to, to, to,
0: what it does. to me. Okay. Now, how does a member of my audience, uh, who they're looking for, uh, they're looking to, to learn more about money. They're lo- looking for a side hustle. They're looking for something that's a side hustle that turns into a full-time job potentially. How does a member of my uh, audience join PHP?
2: So I mean, it's, it's, it's a matter of you enrolling with the company. There's a one-time $199 enrollment with the company, but you know that's yeah, that's not you know the, the, what makes you money. What makes you money is once you get licensed, sure. right? Because what people get for the $199, they get access to our platform, they get access to our mentoring, our mentoring session, they get access to specifics on how to make phone calls, uh, somebody looking over their shoulder, somebody teaching them financial procs. Probably the best thing here is that for that $199, you get a financial education mm. about how money works in America, about Established this financial housing and, and you know you know previous i forgot to mention this to your previous question but but tony i mean we we brought 450, 450 guys there with us but sadly tony we came back with 448 Ooh. we lost two people over there oh. they got caught up in the pools there in maui in a flash flood sadly sadly uh, uh um got got one uh, a surprised one because i don't know if you see the flash floods in maui it's very calm very calm let's see you know the river swells up well threw one of our guys off a cliff 200 feet sadly to his death
0: oh i'm so sorry i'm and so then
2: sorry the, and then the other one who just had twins less than a year ago we still can't find him oh, oh so here, so thankfully thankfully if there's any silver lining to this mm-hmm. because they got exposed to financial education mm-hmm. one was a young single 28 year old well, he had an insurance policy because he was educated that that's your financial house. He's probably put about five hundred dollars into his policy. His family's going to receive you know multiple six figures because he decided to layer the financial building of his financial house with insurance. The other one, you know, he had twins, and you know, sadly, he's no longer. I don't know. We still got to find him. But if he's no longer with us, his twins have financial resources in the millions to, to, to pour the way. Again, it's not confirmed at the recording of this podcast, but if the worst case scenario happens and the Lord already called them home, um, you know, it's how fickle life is, but that's how important insurance is. And that's what we teach our guys. We don't want our guys to be doing GoFundMe, you know, uh, pass around the virtual hat whether physical or virtual, we don't want them pass around the hat. We want them to take advantage Tony last year just the guys that I mentor in the Money Smart movement organization through PHP right there's other teams within inside PHP I happen to I happen to run one of the largest teams, and we paid our guys over thirteen point five million dollars last year in commissions thirteen you know what that represents Tony forget the, the the cars and the house and the lifestyle. what that represents is individuals and family members that we've showed how to use entrepreneurship through the vehicle of life insurance to properly protect and help somebody else financially. In so doing by helping somebody else, they end up helping themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, and in this case, you see what happens when the worst case scenario happens. You know, last year we had had this young man here in Chicago. Um, He's 38 years old. Never thought in a million years at 38 years old, he'd have a a heart attack. But because he had a heart and he had insurance because one one of our folks here in the hood sold him insurance and he bought and he kept it and he kept it. He got an $80,000 check from his life insurance policy without having to die right. because it had a living benefit rider attached to it. Say, so If you survive a heart attack, stroke, or cancer, you get 80% of your, of your, your death benefit right now. And this, this, this 38 year old guy, man, knock yourself out. I get the best healthcare. Now I get the best food, all those different things. So that, that's, you know, that's what, product does and you know we're teaching people through php what what the world of business entrepreneurship is. we just we, we happen to sell life insurance and, and, and retirement services but what our real product is how do you get from broke to 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 paying your bills to rising above that and not start making some serious money to you know living a, a independent purpose-filled type of life and right. so right you know, that's the evolution
0: well, uh, I'll get the. Uh, I'll talk to Ali about it later. I'd like to get the names of those families so our church can pray for them as well. So you know, we, we it, definitely want to keep them in in our prayers. Uh, well, thank you. Despite your schedule and all that you are 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 going through, like the first time we were going to interview this, I think you had to work till like ten o'clock at night. Correct. And uh, you know, have you have a you have a you have a a wild schedule. How do you uh how do you make time for working out? And if you do work out, do you work out in the mornings or the evenings? <laughs> By the way, I noticed the weights behind you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's uh, our logo.
2: Yeah. It's, it's either I work out real early in the morning between five and seven o'clock in the morning or between five and seven at night. Okay. So so either I get in first thing in the morning or or when they, my day is done, I have to put in my schedule. I gotta get it in because you know for me, at least for me and I recommend it to a lot of folks, the easiest way the easiest way to remind yourself to push your limits
1: mm.
2: is physically. Right. It, it's easy to say, you know, spiritually but bro, listen, man, we got, you got some weight underneath you or you're running <laughs> a certain miles in a certain time. You're physically pushing your limits. You're, you're triggering your mind, your brain. I'm telling my body what to do. And that's, you know, once I push, and remind myself to push myself physically, it's easier to push myself spiritually and fiscally. Mm. So so that that's that's why the gym is very important to me. And of course your your body is your temple. You know, the, the God God has blessed you to be a beacon of hope a, a, to be a messenger. And uh the God wants you to spread his goodness all across and 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 and, and you got to have the energy to do it. And so so that's why you know that's why I got somehow some way got to get in four or five times a week.
0: Now I ask this of all of my high performers and i get all kind of different questions it's like 50-50 how well do you sleep are you con- do you consider yourself a good sleeper or horrible <laughs> <laughs> five,
2: five hours at most, man. Five and a half, my back starting to hurt. <laughs>
0: oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, yeah. You know, even though they say sleep is is a, such a big, goal, a lot of my high performers do not sleep well. So is that right? Okay, there yeah. it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of my most disciplined people don't sleep well. They can't turn their brain off at night. Now, what book do you recommend for entrepreneurs? If you had one book,
2: if you want to, if you want to grow your business. You got to understand how money works in our country, and I've got to say, rich dad, poor dad. More, well, more importantly, the cash flow quadrant. the second book, the cash flow quadrant. Right? Um, if you're starting off, uh, and once you read that, you need to read Patrick's book, your next five moves. Right? It's, it's, it's because unless you're clear about what you want, move number one is clarity in what you stand for, and what you want. If not clear what you stand for, and what you want, what what sense is it to have move two, three, four, five? Uh so uh, uh how to win friends and influence people. Mm-hmm. Because business and entrepreneurship is you getting along with other folks, just like I mentioned earlier about you know my first difficulty in and dealing with with with, with people because right. not everybody was a team
0: player. Right, right. Now uh at Becoming Discipline, we examine discipline or organization in the following areas, spirituality, mental discipline, physical, emotional. Uh, emotional intelligence, financial discipline, time management, home and data organization. Which of these do you consider your strongest points, and which of these do you think could use some work? Well, everything that needs some work—that's what my wife does. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, structure,
2: discipline, uh, operations. Uh, because for me, I'm, I'm a creative. I'm a creative guy. I want—I want to play loose. The discipline I need is just time. Because I can get wrapped in one thing and be four, five, four hours later, you know? You know four hours later and, and, babe, you got an hour to do this. Okay, let's, let's get it done. And that, that's where the discipline kicks in. Uh, the, just the honoring of my time, right? And the honoring my time to do certain things. Uh, uh, you know, obviously my, my, strength, my strength is in the creative process and in, in the, in the vision process and in the staying positive process in the middle of a crisis. You know, those things, I'm, I'm a one-to-many top person. My wife's more of a one-to-one person. So, you know, so it's it's you know, it's amazing where a lot of my weaknesses, thank God, my wife is very good at and it's not like I was trying to to be intentional about that, that's just the way it evolved. You know, and it's funny how I was just naturally attracted to that. I don't know why, but you know, and by the way, that's the same reason why you can't stand each other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, we're the same way. I'm the creative and I'm the one in front of the mic. Uh, But she's the one who, like, she she sat me down here and turned on everything for me and made sure everything's working and make sure I'm on time and everything. So uh, just just listening to a little bit of y'all's interviews, I can tell that Miss Sheena was a lot like she's a (laughs) lot like (laughs) and uh, she's a whole lot like my wife. So Matt, we can't thank you enough for coming on. You didn't have to do this. We're just getting started, and uh, you invested in, uh, in us, and that investment, I believe, over time is gonna. Is going to pay off. We hope to return the favor one day. Uh, you, you know, we just truly appreciate you. I, I wanted to give you the last word. We have an audience, uh, you know, we're, we're a small but growing audience of people who are trying to get better every day, people who are trying to become more disciplined in life. Do you have any closing thoughts for our audience?
2: Yeah, um, either you find a way to get disciplined or a situation will discipline you. And then you got to react to that. But if you embrace being disciplined first, I said, let me buy into being disciplined, being disciplined in my prayer time, being disciplined in my family time, being disciplined in my finances, being disciplined in my relationships, being disciplined. I mean, I mean, Jesus' disciples, this the word discipline is in the word disciple. That's right. And so, and so when 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 you embrace discipline, there's freedom in that. When you embrace discipline, there's there's honor in that. Uh, the reason why I see a lot of people fail in life, in business, and in money, is because they lack discipline. There's, you know, with your credit card, there's credit limit. That's right. Right? Because if there wasn't a limit, you keep spending. That's right. So even the banks know you got to be disciplined. That's right. And so, and so I, I think, it, and by the way, a lot of people don't want to hear this story. A lot of people don't want to hear this. You know why? Because you are the type of person. If you choose to em- embrace discipline, what will naturally happen? Is you're going to raise your standards, right? And you continue to be this. Next, you know you're going to recreate yourself. Boom, you recreate yourself. Raise standing. And guess what happens? You start putting pressure on so many people around you that knew you that 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 knew you at the, the, another level. But now that you're up here because you chose to be this one, they're going to give you heartache. They're going to try to bring you back down. They're going to try to oh, you forget what you come. No, no, that's not where I forget what I come. I choose to. I chose to level up my life spiritually, financially. Uh, entrepreneurially socially because i want to be a bigger influencer listen in proverbs it says a man or woman that's diligent in their work disciplined in their work will sit amongst kings you're supposed to be an influencer so you're called to be the head and not the tail and you need to be an influencer on in other people not them influence you you influence them and i think that's where america has forgotten that and America needs a great shot of values and principles all over again because look what our country is now because we removed discipline. We removed values and principles. And America just needs a shot at a big reminder. We'll see. And by the way, politically speaking, let's see what happens here in the next couple of years during the midterms. What happens politically, we'll see But we'll definitely see what happens here in the next four years. Either America chooses discipline itself or is going to react to being disciplined by outside force. I choose the internal a choice of being this one first. so for your listeners um, if you're listening to to this still god bless you that you decided to want an answer to that and uh, uh, continue to listen to podcasts like this because they're also a form of accountability
0: if it wasn't for my dedication to this podcast i would join php right now i am impressed by what they are doing if you are impressed or encouraged as well i ask you to reach out to php matt also has great content on all of his socials if you like what you heard follow him at money smart guy on twitter and instagram and also subscribe to his seven figure squad youtube channel by the way don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel becoming disciplined we need your support